don't matter what your name is Share your story, we'll be waiting for What's up, everybody, and welcome back to For the Haters Podcast. Before we get started, just going to go around the room and let you know who's here. You have myself, Becky, and then you have Devin, who is our videographer and editor. What's going on, people? <laughs> and then we have Laura, who is our writer and writer. <laughs> <laughs> and director. Thank and director. You. Good. Thank you, right. Sorry. Um, hello, hello. Is that it? Is that all you wanted? That's all I want to say. Okay. And then finally, we have our special guest, Ryan O'Connor. How are we all doing today? <laughs> Before I go ahead and let Ryan introduce himself, um, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you guys that Ryan is a great friend of mine from college, and I am so happy to have him on our episode today. Um, I'm excited for this because um, it's a little different than uh, most of our episodes that we've done so far. Uh, but before we spoil everything, if you haven't done so already, go check out Ryan's episode on our YouTube channel. It is fantastic. Um, and make sure you subscribe, like, comment, everything. Um, so Ryan, if you could kind of just bring us back to um, your childhood a little bit and explain, um, you know, kind of why we're here and what we're what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, so um, just I'm hearing about your platform, about like how you want to help everybody, I think that's kind of gave me like a kind of a bravery in kind of talking to you guys about what it means to basically be me and what I've gone through. And in growing up, I think it's just trying to, I was always trying to find like some self-worth and trying to find some meaning. And, um, in my childhood, I really didn't get that. I, I grew up in a, in a house basically divided of not having a mom, and a dad combined then being raised by different people um, all throughout my life and just kind of just trying to find my own place. And it's been a struggle, but it's been. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if, if you want to kind of just start out with, um, you know, what it was like for you to not have your real father, right? You know, it's, it's, you know, for me, it's mind blowing that you have a real father out there that's never wanted to know who you were, has never reached out or never has tried reaching out. Um, you know, if you could kind of just talk about that and what it was like and the feelings that it brings up even thinking about it. Yeah. So uh, my mom had me when she was really young, uh, fresh out of high school. And I think for me, um, it's just like you, you never know, right? So I think if you had an idea of a person, whether they're good or bad, at least you then can paint this picture of what your life could be like. And I think growing up, the hardest part is that person never got a chance to meet me, never got a chance to experience who I was, and never got a chance to raise me um, and help me become the man that I am today. And I think that in growing up, I think that was very hard because I really had nobody that I could go and turn to when you see all these friends and all these family members that have mom and dad, whether they're together or separate, they still had somebody there. They still had somebody that, that helped them grow. Um, sorry. You know, and it's, it's almost like that your dad had a choice. You know, there's some people that don't have a father, but 
um, it not necessarily was a choice of the father not to be in the life. Like they could not be here anymore. They uh-huh. could, you know, it could have been a, a medical reason that someone has a kid, but for your situation, you know, he had the choice to be there or not, which, you know, essentially makes everything that much harder. Yeah. It definitely makes it a little bit harder. I think the the hardest part about it is I can't be mad about it. Uh, I can't be mad at his decision because I like to give everybody that benefit of the doubt. Like, I don't know what you went through. I don't know what, what was going on, but I would like to know. And nobody's ever really given me answers to it. And nobody's ever really given me any inkling to know why um, things went a certain way. So, um, you know, I always try to keep everybody as close to me as possible. I think that's one thing that you guys will realize. I try to keep as as many people in my circle as possible because I don't know who's going to be there and who's not. Um, because as we know from the starting of my life, I already I had somebody walk out the door before I was even there. Um, yeah. Um, you said before you mentioned to us that uh, you knew your your dad's name mm-hmm. do you think you'd ever try and reach out in the future perhaps you know the only reason i would ever really try to reach out at this point i want he made his decision i'm going to let him stay on that you know yeah. i feel like i'm okay who i am right now um the only reason i would ever reach out is if i ever ever have kids uh, med- okay. medical things like that i i don't life's hard as it is i don't know what anybody else is going through so I don't want to make their life a little bit harder. If it's worth it to you for for them to know who I am, they'll come find it. But I don't, I don't. It, I'm trying th- to figure things out on my own. <laughs> yeah, you know? I think you even like talking to it. Um, it kind of shows the person that you are because there's what I've learned through life is that there's different types of people and you're the type of person that you're still protecting him. <laughs> no matter, even though that he, owe, you don't owe him that, right? Like you're still thinking of him before yourself because what he might be going through, what issues he might be having. It, I think that it's a testament to the person that you are. Um, but it also might be the downfall of, you know, why you are in pain a lot still. Yeah, I tried. I'm trying to learn how to, and I think everybody needs to learn, and everybody learns at different times is like how to care for yourself first and get what you want out of life without being destructive. And I think there's a lot of ways to do that. I'm just learning. Mm-hmm. I'm slowly trying to. Um, but that would be that's a difficult jump, you know, to like, hey, that's how I'm trying to learn something. Like, oh, let me just go f- find my real my real dad and all that kind of stuff. I, I think for me, when I'm mentally re- prepared for it, mm-hmm. I don't think I, I don't think I am. So I, I know how hard it is not having them there, but I think with trying to, f- so many questions, so many things like that, I just want to f- find out my own truth first and then find out like little things about him over time. Mm-hmm. But I really honestly don't know anything. I know his name's Mark, that's it. Yeah. Mark Elliott, that's all, that's all I know. And he probably has a really hairy chest because that's all I have. <laughs> and nobody else in my family has as hairy of a chest as I do. So wow. it's probably it. You know, we, we were kind of <laughs> talking about this before. Um, and I and I do want to bring it up. It's, it's interesting to me that there's so many people out there that are wronged by people they don't know that are biologically related to them. Um, and the only thing that they want is their approval. 
Um, you know, whether it be the situation that you're in, other situations that I, I've seen people in getting disowned by their family, um, you know, in the end, all they want is that approval from their parents, regardless of what they've done to you, um, regardless of what they keep doing to you, what, regardless of them leaving. Um, you know, and I think that it's it's something that's so unspoken about, about how important it is for a child to have the acceptance of their parents. Um, and it's hard because these are just human beings as well, right? They have their own opinions, they have their own views, and yeah, they're biologically related to you. It's a little mind-blowing to me that we put them on a higher pedestal um, and that we want their acceptance, but also for me, it's hard to relate to because I've never been in the position where I was disowned by my family, but I've never been disowned by my parents. And I think it's hard for a lot of people to even imagine, you know, disowning or leaving a child or or any of that. There's so many unanswered questions and it kind of brings back, it's, it's interesting because um, we spoke to someone in our last podcast and he spoke about how we have to stop trying to find reasons in things, right? Because um, we look we look so hard to find a reason in something, and some things just don't have reasons. Um, or and, they do, but you'll see them later yeah, on. Yeah. Um, and I know it kind of just went on a tangent, but, like, it's all, like, relevant in, in the sense, right? Um, you know, bringing up everything that you've brought up, have brought up so many other thoughts and so many other feelings of so many things that, you know, it just – it frustrates me. It hurts me to see people's pains, you know, through the actions of others. I think, Ryan, though, your acknowledgement of your father as nothing more than a person who was once a child and probably had, you know, things that he had struggled with and maybe didn't overcome as an adult is is just like it's not even a testament to your character. It is. But more so, it's 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 realizing that all anybody is is a child who grew up and didn't address certain things that affected them so deeply and are so deep rooted from their childhood that they don't be they don't live up to their full potential and and you are experiencing that right now and i think that that's you know this is why i think your your story is crucial because what we go through it could be you know, a one on the pain scale or a 10 on the pain scale, the accumulation of all that matters and it shapes us into who we become. And I, I, you know, I think that that's why it's so wonderful that you want to speak to all of this right now. I, I think that the best way I could describe it is you're, you're a product of your own environment, right? Like when you grow up, so you carry it with you. Like you don't forget anything. It's kind of like every scar is a story or you know, proven battle that you've been through. And um, I just kind of try to keep myself motivated. However, like hurtful things have been over time or hurtful things have been in life or pain and suffering that like it's it's going to make my character. And I'm hoping that I could just use it and become better. Um, And like I said before, just trying to not need the approval from it just like be have the approval from myself you know i've always been searching for approval from mom stepdad even a real dad that i have no idea who it is uh just any family members i feel like all i'm trying to look for is like the love and so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know put hate out there and be mad about it because at the end of the day if i'm gonna be mad about mark i he's not gonna 
he he's not even going to know that I'm mad and I'm just going to be upset for no no reason. So maybe I'm giving him the justification of something's wrong with him and admit, maybe that's making me feel better. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, it's it sucks, but we're just going to keep moving and keep trying to be feeling better about it. Yeah, I think that um, if you could kind of speak to, I know we talked about it a little bit in the in the video as well, um, you know, speak to your stepfather because you also speak about him the same way as, you know, you give him these reasons for his actions. You you give him his environment that he grew up in, you know, affecting the way that the environment of you growing up and, you know, just constant justifications for the reasons that people don't treat you like they should. I, I think the biggest thing was living with my stepdad was he, I was so young. I never had a dad. So, like, he was the first person that, like, wanted to be my dad. Um, realistically, he technically wasn't even my stepdad. He actually like adopted me. Um, I took his last name. My last name used to be Gentilly. Um, and he, but technically was my stepdad, but, um, he, you know, I just, I grew up with him. I was obsessed with the fact that he was like the cool guy, the, the, you know, drove the stick shift cars and, and, you know, took me places and played baseball and things like that. And it was fun. But once things kind of progressed, it was all right. Like I do, I do all the things that you like. I do all the things that, that you do. And I'm trying to learn all the things that you do. And it was always from him. I was always like, what more can you do to be perfect? And I was running out of ideas because I was so young. Like you got to remember I was like 10, you know, we moved in with him at, I moved in with at six. My mom and him got married when I was seven. It was like seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. It was just consistently just trying to find out how much better I could be, as well as trying to be a kid um, and trying to to grow up and learn from there. And living with him was kind of it was it was hard. Um, it was hard to to be a kid to to grow up um, thinking that. You know, you go into a situation, think that you're doing the best and you're being the best at multiple things and, and you're just getting in trouble. You're just, you're getting put down. You're, you're not really feeling the love, not really feeling that like you're, you're everything to that person. When you see other people with their kids, you don't even, you know, I, I'm weird where I notice things like that. Like, like, well, well, his mom, his dad, they like, he got B's or C's and they're like, throwing him a damn party and I forgot to write down my homework and you know, you're grounded, <laughs> like, you know, things yeah. like that. And like you grow up with that and it's every time you, you have somebody come home, you're scared about what's going to happen next. It's, it's a rough way to grow up. Now, do you think that has any benefit to you now today being in such a tough situation, always after being so good and trying to be perfect at everything do you think that benefits you now today uh yeah i think it helps me benefit the way i i react to other people right so um a big thing that i try to do especially in the workplace i work with a lot of people um being a hairdresser is just try to try to tell people like you're always doing a good job like don't get me wrong i definitely point out things that people aren't doing right but like yeah i always just try to tell people that they're doing great like you're you're making it and I feel like that they then reciprocate that in the workplace or at home or, you know, 
with my family or, you know, with people that I'm around, I always just try to tell people like you're beautiful or you're doing things, you're doing great. Okay. And that's, so, so you take the acknowledgement that was never given to you yeah. and you give it out to everyone because yeah. you think that's what people need. That's what I always wanted. Yeah. You know, right. and I'm, and I, you know, at the same time, I'm really bad at getting a compliment. Like, oh, that was perfect. It's probably not, but okay, thanks. I appreciate it. Like, I'm really bad at that. So even when you do get approval, you don't accept approval. Yeah, I don't. And that's like a big thing that I'm, I, I try to work for. You know, if somebody were to say, oh, handsome or something like that, I wouldn't even say, think that. Like, even if it's like on looks or like things that you've done at the, in the workplace. Like, I'm a hairdresser and I'll have somebody say, that hair was beautiful, but I'll, I'll compare it to somebody who I think's better at work, and I'll never want to take it. You I know? think that could be a good thing, though. Yeah, you're always striving. Yeah, yeah right. Striving to be better. You're always but, trying to be better. But my biggest downfall is it puts me. I need. You're to never learn. satisfied. Yeah, I'm never satisfied with yeah. myself. So it's like a depression. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if it. I, I don't know if I would have to agree that it would be a good thing. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, in my line of work, I, I always try and be better because I never think it's good enough. I always think there's something wrong with it or or there's something I could have done better. And I always I think that that makes me want to do better. I think that there's a difference, though, in, you know, it being a um, you seeing that in your work versus you seeing it as a person. Because imagine getting a compliment and someone telling you that you're beautiful and you never believing it, you know? That, there is a difference. Very absolutely. Yeah. I think I think it can be productive to Devin's point and I I would certainly agree yeah, with that. I, yeah. Yeah. But I think that if you can't accept anything positive about yourself, that's an issue. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Totally. Like I don't like, you know, having fancy clothes or fancy cars or anything like that. Like um but to try to strive towards that I wouldn't do it for me. Like I'd be doing it for some for somebody else to show that they could look look how hard you can work and you can get there. Like and like if that helps them, then that's why I did it. But I don't do it because I need. I've never owned a new car in my entire life. Like I bought a newer car for my wife, but you know I I didn't. I'm not driving it. I'm driving an O2 F150. Like I'm that's pretty awesome. sure two of the tires aren't even the same size. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like amazing. it's just it, you know trying to do what I can, but. Uh, yeah, I definitely think there's a difference between, you know, the striving for better when it comes to the work and then striving for better when it comes to the heart, right? So I'm just always trying to do that, but it's very hard for me to try to accept it. Um, you know, I have people that tell me that are oh, your inspiration for work or how hard you work or things like that. And I'm like, you don't want to be like me. Like, you don't want what goes yeah. through this head yeah. right now. Okay. I mean, I feel like that's uh, for a lot of people. Like, a lot of people get those types of compliments, and it's like, who me? Like, you know, when deep down we know the things that we're going through and and things yeah. like that. Yeah. There's actually a condition. I forgot what it's called, but um, that actress Viola Davis, she actually, oh, I wish I could remember the name, but she feels so removed from her work and from the compliments that she receives, even though she's like, an, you know, an award-winning actress. Yeah. That, that it's like it, it almost it feels out of body for her. It's like everything she does is still never enough. And that's, I think, can apply to so many of us. Yeah, that's why, I mean, I just for the first time in since graduating or leaving, didn't even graduate from ESU, but let's not talk about that. But leaving ESU um, starting next week is my first time actually only working five days a week. I've worked seven days a week to then six days a week. 
and I've been at six days a week for over five, six years, over 50 hours a week. And then I still stay and I do stuff like that. Not because I need to, not because I need the money, but because I want somebody to see that I'm working hard because I don't want anybody to ever see that I'm not trying or not doing anything. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the only thing I'm good at is my work because that's all I immerse myself in. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's great, but at the same time, but you're like, you don't have weekends. Like you can only come up here or like on a Monday to hang out with you guys. And it's like, great. But then you're like, okay, cool. Now I have work Tuesday through Sunday. And like, what else do Where I have to do? Where did life go? Yeah. And I'm at the last five years, I'm like looking at all these things that people do all the time. And I can't bring myself to do it because I feel like I need to work so I can make my home better. Not for me, but for my wife or for my dogs or for my friends so that they can come up. And maybe if they're having a bad day that I have a home that they can come to. But at the end of the day, like I'm not... My biggest problem is I don't do anything for me exactly. You're not reaping the benefits. I think that it's incredible that you have the work ethic that you have, but maybe the reasons for your work ethic are god awful. <laughs> just they're bad when it comes down to it. And I know it. I just can't shake it. Like I can't shake it. Like for me having off in April on Tuesdays, like I feel like my head's going to explode. Like I don't I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I'm nervous about it i'm nervous about not having whether it be enough money to go hang out do things with people to not because they need to but because we like i want them to have an experience with me and yeah it's it's just it's it's hard because i can't it's trying to break the mold and i've been trying to break this mold since i was a kid um of just overworking myself or overachieving or trying to overachieve not for me for everybody else starting with at home mom dad so that's basically where i sit yeah if if, um to kind of transition i'd I'd like to talk about um you know how your growing up has affected your relationships now um or even you know recently with friends or or whatever it it may be um because i know that we've talked about this before and you talk about, you know, gaining all these people in your life and, you know, only taking piece, pieces of them so that you can have a collective, this like army of people that you know that you care about, that they know you care about you, um, but not exactly going 100% into any of them. Yeah. So I just always feel like because of the way I grew up that people aren't going to be there. Like I'm going to fall in love with family and like you, some of the closest people in your life, mom. And then I didn't have my mom for 10 years. Um, moved in with my grandparents. I uh, didn't have my sisters. Um, didn't have, I, I couldn't tell you, I, I couldn't tell you any friends that I've had from elementary school. I couldn't tell you any friends that I have for, I've had from middle school. I don't know them. I don't even know who they are. That's when I, like moving around. Um, high school, I was always in different, I just try to know everybody, um, but I never really got to know everybody. Like I never really got like there's like always like one person out of each set group of friends that I'm extremely cool with, but I'm not that first person that they call. I'm not that first person that they hang out with. I've never had like I never had a best friend, right? So um, 
it's effect like that's affected me over time to the point where like I'm married, I'll be married for four years. And it's like extremely like hard to talk about, but um it's acceptance, right? So like when my wife and I got together um about ten years ago, right out of um college, um we were we were pretty great together. We like helped each other out. We worked with each other. We helped each other work on ourselves. Um, we so many firsts together. So like when I got married, it was like I picked her, right? Like I picked you because I felt like you were going to be a staple. We helped build each other up the entire time, not for anything else, but f- to enjoy each other's company. And um. I guess I got my hope. I get my hopes so high on that that that's exactly like people, somebody that wants like exactly what I want. That it's actually affected. That past has affected like my marriage to the point where, you know, if I'm not doing something where she that I can't make her completely happy, that I just I shut down. Like I feel worthless, and I continually like. And I can talk about it small, but I'll never, I, I try not to get mad. And then it just builds up and then it builds up and then it builds up and it, I don't lose it and get angry. I just get depressed and I shut down and I don't want to be a part of it anymore because I feel like I don't deserve that person. Maybe because maybe I wasn't reaping like the, the benefits of them getting what they wanted or doing something for them. But at the end of the day, like I, w- I felt like I wasn't doing enough for them, t- for them to be happy enough. And the best part about my, like, my wife Brooke was, I always felt like I was like her hero. And then it was like as soon as we got engaged and as soon as we got married, like, and we bought a house, it was like I couldn't ever make her as happy as she was the last time, or it was never enough. And like I, it's like almost like flashbacks. Like I see or talk to you guys about it, and I think about an instant that I did something at my house uh, for her, or for or for us, and then it wasn't good enough. And then I close my eyes and I think about like the time that I got, you know, a bad grade on something uh, for the first time when I was a kid, and it wasn't even like it was a bad grade. Like it was just like not not double checked or you missed or something or you were just like rushing and you didn't do something to your full potential and then you get in trouble for it and you're like but you forgot about all the good things that we've done before and that's kind of mentally screwed me up like now I feel like for most people they could get past a lot of those things or they can open up and just be like you know shut up like I just did this for you like or I just did this for us or live live in this with me it's not a big deal but I can't do that. I have to like go back and be like, all right, well, what else more can I do? Can, can I do for this? And honestly, I just shut down. It's to the point where, and it's not necessarily her fault. Like when it comes to Brooke and like this most recent thing with me, but it's like unfortunate that I've had, I'm just shot. I've been shot all, all of my life. I'm just like trying to please people. And it was like when I finally got to that point in my life where I picked somebody that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with and I couldn't please them and I couldn't do like I couldn't do enough for them that 
I just, I didn't, I just didn't want to be with anybody anymore. I didn't want to be with my wife. I didn't want to be with my family. I didn't want to be at work. I spent the past two years basically like in a, in a rabbit hole of just like trying to chase some kind of happiness and I can't find it. And I'm still trying to find it. Um, and that's why I like coming here is like talking about it, like helped me like get open um, and like seeing people that want people to know that you're not alone in it um, kind of already makes you feel a little bit better. Yeah. And the, and the biggest difference with you, like I, I was saying in the beginning, you know, this episode is a lot different than any others we've done is because every single person that we've had on um, has almost found that light at the end of the tunnel, right? Every person that we've had on has this ending that allows them to help someone in the way that they've gone through something. Um, and the thing with your story is that this isn't talked about, you know, this isn't talked about enough. This isn't talked about openly enough. So it's harder for people in your situation to understand that there are other people going through it. There is a light that can be found, but people aren't talking about it because for whatever reason, you know, people are afraid that they're putting their hurt and pain on everyone, someone else. They're afraid that, you know, they're going to get rejected again. You know, they're afraid for whatever reason. And, you know, this situation means just as much as, you know, if you got diagnosed with an illness, if you lost somebody, like your feelings matter and, and this situation, it matters. And it's important to find what it is that is going to lead you to finding that light right and you and you haven't found it yet and 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 i'm hoping that in this process of you know speaking and 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 hopefully even when this comes out that there'll be someone out there that can reach out or even you seeing this helping someone realize that they aren't alone in feeling the way that they do that it starts a process that like will allow you to find that this needs to be a conversation. Uh, Ryan and I were talking earlier about this, and it's definitely worth mentioning on here. I don't know a single person, really, I don't know a single person that has not at least at one point in their lives felt like they weren't enough for someone, for something. I, you know, I don't care if it's a relationship or they didn't make the basketball team, whatever it was. I mean, every single one of us has felt rejected. And this story is so important because... I think it, it applies to literally every single person on the face of this earth and not every story that we've gotten a submission for does. And so, I mean, really, I, I, we, we all just thank you for, for wanting to come on our platform and talking about this because this needs to be a conversation. Yeah, I, it, I just never really felt, I always felt like a burden talking about it because it's like there's so many more problems out there but like I said, it's like the rabbit hole, right? So you talk about not making a basketball team and then you're like, okay, but then something else bad happens, right? A week later or like, and then you just, you don't talk about it and you don't get it out. And then you become like somebody like myself where, all right, all right a couple of times I wasn't appreciated for things younger or I wasn't built up or like put, not put it to say put on a pedestal because pedestals can be knocked over, but just like being brought up to the mountaintop to say that you did well. So if you're not talking about like what you need from somebody or from your family or from your friends that like you're, you're just going to keep continually feeling like, like all these things of not having the self-worth. It's an accumulation. Yeah. So I, that's why I, I, I've been doing a lot of therapy, you know, and that, that really 
I've searched for that. I've searched for a therapist. I've searched for, you know, I've gone to too many, but not enough, right? Like, mm-hmm. until you find somebody that resonates with you or helps you even, like, resonate with yourself, like, be able to look in the mirror and be like, you're good. Like, you did, you're, you're doing well. Yeah, I think that's, a, like, an amazing point to make. Um, I know myself, it took me... I mean, over 10 therapists before I found one that I felt comfortable with. And I know that you experienced the same thing. And I think it's important for people to understand that if you go to a therapist, you don't feel comfortable, keep going to different ones, make a different appointment, go to see someone else, because it does take, you know, a while to find someone that you feel comfortable with. And, um, absolutely. And it's worth it. So many people, so many different walks of life. And I mean, like we've talked about before, you could go into a therapist's office and like you can literally make a therapist be like, I can't even help you right now. Yeah. Like what? And then you can go to the next one and be like, I know what you're talking about. I know how you're feeling. Let it out or mm-hmm. or whatnot. And you can go for multiple reasons like and you can hit on all those topics and just try to help you find your motivation for yourself. Yeah, I think there there was something that you were talking about before that I do want to bring up because in my personal life, I've I've had close friends of mine that have been having uh, the same issue as you. You had mentioned that you know your issues are minimal compared to others, um, and I want people to understand that just because other people's issues are bigger issues, that your issues don't matter. That is like so. so I you, yeah. Thank you for making that point. Um, I have, and I'm trying to say this without like being specific of like the friends that it's about. Um, I have a friend that's going through something, but she has other family members that are going through other things that are worse. Um, and so she feels like she can't talk about it, but you know, she's not okay. Um, and it's okay to be not okay when other people in your family are not okay as well. Um, but you have to talk about it because if you don't talk about it and if you don't seek help for yourself, you're not going to be strong enough for the people around you. Um, you know, I've, I've seen it in my personal life. I've seen it with, you know, my family and, um, you know, others going through a tragic injury and then the people around them suffering because everyone's focused on the person that it's happening to. Um, and I just really want to make sure that it's known that it's okay to look for help and ask for help knowing that other people need it more. It's not a selfish decision because your mental health and your happiness, it, it does matter. We said that in our original podcast too, that mm-hmm. there is no need to feel like you need to compete. It, it, it's not a competition. Uh, your story is your story and it affects you in whatever ways it does and that's it. Address the issue. You don't have to feel bad for addressing the issue ever. I, I think that's a big thing too. Like you, when you tell your story, don't let anybody tell you that it's not worth it or that, that, Oh, well there's bigger problems in this world. But like, I don't know, like it, I would have never thought that what I was going through just with my wife would, would make me feel to the point where like, I'm like bending over in pain, not from nausea from anything else, but nausea from the heart. Like, Mm -hmm. and over something stupid, like about not feeling good enough to be able to put in a damn backsplash in your kitchen, like, and having somebody to like tell you like, it's not done the way that they want it to be done. And like, like, uh, usually I'd be like, oh, well, all right, fine, screw it. Like whatever. But like things build up over time 
and then you just feel so worthless that you like literally go in a corner and like cry but it's over a backsplash man like rip it down and put a new one was what somebody has told me or just do it their way but it's my it's some it's a problem that i had mm -hmm. that's built up over time it's of other deeper. things that if it's that person would just listen to it like listen to me about it they would see that it's not just that one thing and i think that when you being able to see that you have great people like these people here at this table that you will just listen like that they're willing they're, they're always people that are willing to be an ear and not open back up um and then just throw out advice at you they just want to listen and it feels so much better um you know i i had a friend that uh, she literally uh, sat me down one time. She was telling me something that was going on and I was just so quick to just like try to give advice or try to play like, oh, you have a problem. We play devil's advocate for you. Yeah. And and she like came over to me and she was like, hey, listen, I like I love you. You're my best friend in the entire world. So I have to tell you this, like, shut up, like just shut up. Like I don't need, I don't want to shut down on you and not talk to you about it because I know that you're going to think that I'm mad at you and things like that. But she's like, I just want you to listen. And then I sat there and I was like, you know what? That's why you're my like best friend because you'll listen, you take it all in and then you like take a step back and come back to me. And I, I think that's like one of the main reasons why I like, I'm okay with talking to you guys about like my whole life is because like people need to know that they're, are people out there that, that will listen to them. And I also think other people that'll get this, like take this and be like, oh, well, you know what? I've had experiences in my life where I should have just listened to somebody that they needed me. I can see this and like, maybe I can take a step back and like for the next person that comes up or maybe I can go to that person that I know there was that one instance where I didn't give them what they needed and I can do that for them. Um, Cause that's the biggest, biggest problem in my, I feel in my life is that I've had so many people that didn't take my what I said and think it was reality um, or I've had people say that I'm a liar about certain things or I'm an embellisher um, on things and I'm like no this is like this is like raw this is like true how I feel might not have felt that way to you because you have different skin than I do like you have different toughness than I do like but like that's how I feel like I'm a crybaby like I loved it like I love being like that like I do, I do not mind it I think it's it's great yeah. like to be able to do it um but I also like don't mind like like being a tough guy too like I think there's a good balance in it but I think there's also a good balance of being a friend as well so that's why I that's why I, I want to talk about everything is to be able to know that there are people that if your life sucks like so does everybody else's it's just like who wants to live with you like who wants to do it with you and there's no i don't think there's a, a grading system of how much things suck I, if they do that to you they do and if you need somebody like i'll listen to you so that's how i feel <laughs> I, I love it I, lo I love it um i i <laughs> i get annoyed um that's one of probably my worst traits um i get annoyed really easily it's worse with others, like certain people. It's actually worse with people that I care about. Um, and I get really annoyed when people try to give me really positive advice, which is ironic because I'm a very positive person when it doesn't relate to me. Um, if I'm going through something, um, I just want to complain about it and just get through it. And I don't want advice on how to get through it because I really know how I need to, but, um, 
so it's it's really about your relationships and and figuring out and navigating. I have the friends I want to go to when I just want to bitch and complain. I have the friends that I go to when like I need someone to tell me that I'm wrong and I need a reality check. Um, but it's important, most important thing to do is to listen and to know and to understand. Um, I think it's made me a better friend, um, you know, going through those sets of people because, you know, I try to listen more before responding. I try to understand the situation and who I'm talking to before I give the advice that I'm going to. Um, you know, through this whole process of everything, I think it's made us all better people and all better, you know, listeners and understanding. And as much as we say that, you know, you don't have to worry about people having it worse, um, it's, but it is okay to think about it like that. It's okay to, you know, humble yourself and think about other people's struggles and strifes to, to overcome what you're going through. It's okay to use that as a positive. Um, so it, it, you know, it's like a seesaw, like you don't have to not complain about something because someone has it worse, but you can also use that as a motivator to keep going. Um, yeah. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Yeah. I try to do stuff like that to get myself out. Like I get into these funks, like where like, I just go into this like depression. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I've gone through separation with my wife, um, and just trying to fix things, like trying to fix myself. And I'm like, you know what? Like, but I'm still here, right? Like, I'm still doing it. Like, we're still talking. We're still, like, we've talked about things and maybe things aren't going great. But, like, I know people that I've been separated and it's, and it's like a bloodbath of just like hateful words and things like that. And it's like, we both know we're not bad people. Like, we're not we're we're not malicious or anything like that we're just not on the same wavelength right now and you know we've gone to therapy and we've done things like that and it's old you know it's all over old stuff and maybe everything gets patched up maybe it doesn't get get patched up but like i know how i want to go about my life and how i want to live my life um and how i want to just like i i I don't want to be like I'm looking at that the worst situations like I have aunts and uncles and things like that have been through the sh- the crappiest like messiest like shittiest divorces ever like and like that's not something that I ever want to do and I have people that have seen people that have gotten divorced and they this was the worst decision of their entire life like they're like I screwed up um so like I look at those those things and those decisions that other people have made and I use that as my motivator like hey man like all right, you're in a, you're in a, the dumps right now. You're you're separated, or you're not living at home, or you're, you know, you might not have all your dogs right now, or you might not have your house right now. But you you got your health, and you know you like going out, and you like fishing, you like going out, and you like hunting, you like going out, and you like working out or swimming or doing whatever. Go do it because it's not the end of the world. Like nothing, not everything was taken away from you. Look at what so-and-so had happened to them and -and so-and-so had happened to them. And it's like, damn, like I got to look at somebody else's misery to realize that like, there's some positivity in my life. But if you have to do that, do it. Yeah. And sometimes it's, it's once a month that I I have that capability of doing it. But if I did it once that month, I feel okay. Mm -hmm. Like I would like to do it five days a week, but if I if I build up that energy to do it once a month, that's cool. Like coming here, like took me a lot to say yes, mm-hmm. you know. But I said, you know, it's it's going to be betterment for myself. It's my own therapy. It's my own like weight off my shoulders. And 
if it can help somebody else to like afterwards maybe they don't want to say anything to you but maybe they'll hit me up and be like hey i got dude i was there like i've been there i've been in this situation maybe it helps me and my family like maybe it, it doesn't who, who knows but if they want to come to me like that's that's great because maybe my family didn't listen to me the way that i wanted to wanted them to but it's that one time making that jump to just try to like get yourself back on track mm-hmm. that's 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 why you do it that's why i that's why i do it is to look at that bad that maybe everybody else has but you build off of it yeah and i, and I think that's just another reason why i'm you know, so happy that you are here because I don't think that you have found the path that you need to be on yet. Um, and as much as like that hurts me to even like acknowledge, I just, I know you as a person and I know like how pure your heart is. Um, so that like you deserve to be on a different path than you're on. And I'm hoping that it comes sooner. Um, it might not, and I know that you're going to be okay through the process of it all as as long as it may take. Um, but I hope that the path becomes more clear soon. Yeah, it's just, I, same. <laughs> same. I hope it's like, <laughs> it, it's just so, it's, I really do. Like I, I, I'm always trying to search for not the next best thing, but the next best feeling, right? So... I, I, I kind of don't want to search for it anymore. I just kind of want to let it come to me and enjoy my life. Like I spoke to you and like when we were doing the video, it's like I'm always searching for this like fatherly love, right? Mm-hmm. Always searching for this motherly love. Like it's kind of like a thing that I was like talking to you before. Like my biggest problem with my stepdad was like, like why didn't you want me, man? Like why wasn't I good enough for you? Like I know you wanted me to be your son, like, but like, why wasn't, why didn't you never make me feel good enough for it? What, like dealing with things with, with Brooke, it was like, why don't you ever, like, you made me feel like I, I was good enough f- for you, but like, was I really good enough for like us? Was I good enough, like to where all my decisions worked out? Like, or, or they didn't, could we talk everything out? So that's. You know, I just, I just always want to just like try to like let the good feelings come anywhere. I don't want to search for how to hide bad ones. And I don't want to search for how to find, like find the, find new ones. Ryan, like, like Becky said, um, I don't, I don't really know you that well, but I can tell your, your heart is incredibly pure and you're a super good guy and your intentions are right, but your motivation is not there. And I think that anyone that's, left your life i think uh i feel bad for them because you're you're an awesome guy i appreciate that man yeah seriously i mean that I like, second that ah you guys <laughs> i come back here anytime <laughs> please come <laughs> just, back yeah just let's not talk about me all the time <laughs> <laughs> i like talking about yeah, you. that's true I do. um but unfortunately we are coming to that time where we should be wrapping up um I really hope that the people that are listening that need to be listening do really take the words that we're saying and uh, let them, you know, resonate with you because, you know, we mean everything we say. If you need someone to talk to, reach out to us. If, you know, Ryan's story has touched you and you feel the empowered to reach out to him, please feel free to reach out to him because, you know, we're all looking for this path to go on in the right direction. And, you know, I think, 
you know, being on a, a really good path that you want everyone around you that you care about and love to be on that path too. So, um, you know, I can't thank you enough for finally coming out and yeah. talking with us. Um, a couple I pre- text messages <laughs> figured out, just a couple. Yeah. Um, I appreciate it. And you know, I love you. So, uh, I love you too. I, I love all you guys now. <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming good. out, right? This would be great. Really I don't know if there's it. any like last word you want to say before we. Just if you need to, if you need to talk to somebody, don't be scared. Like that's just the biggest thing. Like, all right, fine. You don't need to see a therapist if you don't want to. But like, find somebody, like, or something. Like, if it makes you feel better, talk to a rock if you have to. If it makes you feel better, but just get it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, don't be scared about it. And if you don't feel like you can find anybody that will listen, hit me up. I'll do it. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you're not doing so already, make sure to subscribe to us on our YouTube podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Follow, like, um, you know, the share our channel with someone. Reach out, you know, share it, spread the love. We just want to help people out and make sure that people realize that they aren't alone. So thanks for, yeah, you're worth it. Um, Thanks for tuning in to another awesome week. Uh, We'll talk to you guys next week. For the haters, for the haters, come on to it now or later. It don't matter what your name is, share your story, we'll be waiting.